Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Candy Fox Show. This is Candy Fox, and I am super excited today, and if I go all fangirl, I'm just going to apologize now, (laughs) because William Newton is on with us. Hello, and do you have a preferred nickname that you go by? William, Will, Bill, Viking? Me? Uh, Whatever you prefer, just as long as it's not something that my mother would call me. So, yes, Daddy is still okay. But yes, Daddy is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just, now I feel yeah. old. Now you feel old? Oh, sweetheart. Yeah, I do now. Me Whatever. Daddy, no, no, Dad, no, Daddy is a whole mm. different kind of thing for me. I'll tell you a really quick fun story. Um, when I was splitting up with my first husband, I um, met the only guy I've so actually ever called. Story. No, 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 not really. Um, we kind of met like – we were just going two separate directions, and we weren't making each other happy. We weren't like – we went to the same lawyer and split our stuff, and, I mean, no, it was fine. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Um, you know, and uh, so – yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But uh, the only guy that I've actually, actually ever called daddy in that kind of term um, happened to be 13 years younger than I was. Well, I'm so, very grateful. And, and, and he was in his, like – 20s. So yeah, it's, to me, it's a term of, you know what I'm talking about, that energy, that it's like. I've, I've, I've had long conversations with uh, BB about this, which I won't divulge <laughs> here. But yeah, I know. We'll leave it there. It's funny how much and I, BB, well, I think BB and I are pretty, probably pretty close to the same age. And so we're both honorary as fuck and just don't care what we say. Um, by the way, uh, this it. show is uh, rated uh, adult, so we can say whatever we want. Um, because well, that's just how I roll. Here, but I don't. Yeah, but I don't know about Eastern time. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm willing to. You'll never. You're never going to know what I'm going to say because it just. That I don't have any fine. filters. I have zero filters. How many filters do you have? Me. Yeah. Um, just depends if I'm around my family or not. I still have a few around, like my mom and stuff, but yeah, as do I. Yeah, I mean, like respect, I think to me is different than a filter. Like yep. the same thing that I would say to you, I wouldn't say it in the same way, like in front of my grandma or my mom. I w- I would say it. It would just be a different tone in different words. But I really want to talk about you, not me. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so what is your latest project? And by the way, I just posted a link uh, to your fans only uh, in the chat room. If you haven't signed in the chat room, sign in the chat room. I will also share it in the Foxy Fanatics. Um, if you haven't subscribed, go subscribe. So what you're... <laughs> I'm trying to send people to you. <laughs> I do appreciate that. We'll have to get my links in the group at some point. 
Absolutely. I will get all the links in the group. Um, well, okay. I'll just I'll just throw out for everybody. I'm not as boring as this. I'm just trying to keep my words to a minimum. And we've got a delay. I don't want them to see the words that you're telling me and overlap them with my own. So I'm normally uh, a lot more exciting, but there's a bit of a delay on this. There is a delay, and we've had some technical issues, and Will is actually calling in from his cell phone. Um, so you know he loves us all because he's calling in from his cell phone. I didn't so, <laughs> Now, how long have you been in, like, the book model part of things? Because that's where I saw you at. That's where, where I first met you Only and introduced you to BB. So. Uh, only in the last year. It's when I started doing um, round about, I think it was the very end of February last year, uh, before March, I did my first shoot with James, James Critchley, um, yeah. with my friend Marshall Arkley, and we did solo and duo. Uh, Marshall's got a lot of shoots with James under his belt. It's in the high teens or 20 shoots. Uh, they've known each other years. And, of course, they were impeded by covid uh, but oh, yeah. that was my very first shoot that I did with a photographer that actually had an ear of a few authors or a few authors' ears, should I phrase it? And it just went from there. It wasn't a design of my own. It wasn't something that I was chasing, at least at that point. I remember back in the mid-2000s, maybe, when I was like late teens, early 20s, when I was shredding down for like natural bodybuilding competitions and I had the short spiked hair and I was clean shaved and I was thinking it would be nice to be on a book cover one day because I remember like Mills and Boone and all these romance novels uh, from like the 70s and 80s, etc. that my grandmother used to have in the house. But never happened. There was never any kind of uh, dialogue that way. And of course, I just forgot about it. Uh, I just did modeling just for model days, photographers purchasing because I did a lot of art nude and I did duo art nude with girls because in the UK it's very hard to get a professional acting uh, male art nude model to do a day set with one of the girls because there's quite a lot of freelance models that do art nude in the UK Mm -hmm. and the guys were just really really creepy in general and I am not so that's why I kept getting booked Uh, but I never thought that it would go to getting book covers a few years later uh, because obviously these weren't paid shoots. It was just for content, have some nice pictures, social media, advertise your subscription pages, uh, like the OnlyFans, the Pocket Stars, the Admire Me, the Patrons. I use OnlyFans as an example, so I thought it was just going to be that. I never thought that I'd get book cover out of it, let alone the four or five that we've just had from James alone. So, um, yeah, it's only been in the last year. Or and the crazy authors that are trying to get you to Florida. Yeah, and weirdly enough, it happened when I looked totally different from everybody else because I was dieting down and clean-shaven, short hair, just like everybody else. But everybody was like, well, you're a little bit big and you're a little bit tall and you're a little bit uh, muscular. You don't really suit this. And I was like, okay, I'll go away. And then I got a little bit heavier set, long-haired and hairy, like I always was back when I was singing in metal bands when I was like in my early 20s. And that's when people started to like me. I was like, oh, my God, look at you. You look different to everybody else. I was like, yeah, do you like that? Yeah, we kind of do. Let's put you on the book cover. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's actually a whole new – maybe it's not new. I think we just brought it back into fashion, just like really manly men. 
Like yeah, I, I, maybe because we write a lot about shifters and shifters are like just have that like animalistic kind of thing, and you give off that vibe. Men before grooming products came into play. <laughs> <laughs> before the man bun, not that there's anything wrong with the man bun, but you know what I mean. It used to be like the Viking braid, not the man bun. Before pedicures oh, yeah, yeah. and manicures for guys. Not that again, not that there's anything wrong with that, but we're just oh, talking about God, a more rugged kind of. If you're a man and you want to be really, really neat, that is your prerogative. I'm very, very rough and tumble. I say I will comb the hair every week, but that's it. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, um, Scott King, my my other British model, is actually uh, he's he's very much the um, manicure, pedicure, groomed kind of guy but it, that's his thing oh, and, and that fit and that oh, what, fit that character name? so uh scott king what's his name scott king oh, scott king yeah if i've seen him i can't recall at this moment in time it's been a very busy day my head's a bit jumbled um you, oh dear when, when you google him you'll probably know who i'm talking about okay i'll take a look at him later on he'll be a good looking guy no doubt He's a very nice guy. He's very sweet. See, I get all kinds of hugs and tea when I get to London, so I need to I need to come across the pond. So yeah, I have like hugs oh, waiting for me from here. Scott, and I get to have tea with James. So yeah. When was the last time you were here? I've never been. I actually really need to come. I have a lot of people over there. Plus, one of the characters I write is from the UK. So. Keep hearing this. I do keep hearing this. Um, my friend, uh, so, Monica, uh, I totally Monica, need to get there. To... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's call Lamonte just in case Monica is not correct. Uh, but, okay. Uh, Lamont, she did say that uh, they have a favoring to a lot of these American characters. A good portion of them, like more than 50% are actually from the UK uh, in terms of the book of the models. So I was like, oh, that's very interesting. Yes. yes. The demographics you're searching for are available in America, which has a much higher population and obviously no shortage of, should we say, fitness models. But if the look you are after isn't there or you just find yourself drawn to the UK, maybe it's the accent, I don't know. And we do have a great variety well, of accents. Don't uh, American women are, like, predisposed. I think we're just born genetically made up to like accents. I don't know what it is about us, but it's true. Especially <laughs> especially the women that are a little more auditory, like there are what, lots what of women. I think BB and I are one of them. Like auditory is like, you know, we can actually get off on hearing somebody's voice if it's sexy enough. It's very like and I think the accent just kinda of adds to that. No, so I've got a friend that's from um, is it Omaha in Nebraska. And mm-hmm. she says she loves my husband. I said, I love yours. Uh, but the thing is, I don't know how vaunted and heralded an Omaha, Nebraska accent is in the United States and a woman. But it sounds pretty good to me. But I think it's <laughs> because I've been raised around British accents, it doesn't really, you know, jar me. It doesn't, like, knock me off my feet. But when Right. I hear it, Whereas a southern accent from, like, you know, Georgia or something might be a little more unique for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, my gosh. Um, I need to tell you, I remember when I was 20, almost 21, I went to the United States for a month on a bit of a tour. It was my 21st birthday present. My mother 
she was a little bit of a globetrotter, but she was a teacher. And she used to take myself and my brother, and my brother got a little bit older, so he stopped going. But she goes, so your 21st birthday, where do you want to go? And I was like, I'd love to go to different places in America that we don't usually go, because a lot of people will go New York City, they'll go L.A., they'll go Florida, and they'll go to Disney World. They won't see really much outside of that. I ended up going to um, Charlotte, North Carolina, which was a mistake, because it's mostly metropolitan like business uh, or business um, uh, skyscrapers, or at least at the time. Uh, we went to um, uh, where was it? Richmond, Virginia, which I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, it uh, it just didn't vibe for me. I was like, what's the point in being here? But until I got Atlanta, Georgia, that was pretty cool. But then I went to Savannah <laughs> and I went to um, Charleston. And I mm-hmm. don't remember, I don't know if it was Savannah or Charleston, but I was going down the street and this um, this old black woman, big old black woman says, damn boy, you got a lot of muscle and nose family. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking around with my top off with my shorts on. And I'd just grown my hair back for the second or third time. I've had my hair long like four times. And I was like nearly 21. My hair was to my shoulders. I tied it back, put my shades on. And people kept singing, can't believe it's not butter at me. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> butter. I was like, it's just in the UK. Can't believe it's not butter. I was the other one from Black Sabbath. No, it's, 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 a, Fabio, it's a Fabio reference. Fabio. I was even on an online forum at the time with a lot of Americans. I was like, why the hell are people in America singing Can't Believe It's Not Butter at Me? And I went, Fabio. (laughs) Would you like to know the difference, though? Once I heard Fabio speak, I was just kind of done with him. No, no, I just meant like as, as, as models, once I heard him speak, I was done with him. It's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. um, So to me, and I always say that too, to me, if I want you on my page, I want you on my page because you look, yeah, that's what drew me there, but I want your personality on my page. Yes, I understand. Like I I want Uh, some of Will into the as yet named character. Um, You know, I'd like some bits and pieces of who you are in that character because you're on the cover. Yeah, of course, of course. So what I like to think that I have a lot of personality. I'm not saying that everybody likes it, but <laughs> there we go. I um, I hope that's just a polite way of saying that there's 12 people that live inside of his head. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. I've said what there was an old American sitcom, but what well, old? It was 90s. Told him and Ted, and I was just thinking that's literally where they got the um, they got the idea for that Disney movie. What was it called? What was it called? Inside Job, you know, where all the little personalities are in the head. Oh. What was it called? I don't remember, but. Inside yeah, Out, I know. I'm sure. Just... I don't think I've seen that one. Um, I know what you're talking about. Well, as a writer, they're all in my head. Yeah, it was It was Inside Out. It was about five, six years ago, that one. Yeah, okay. I'll have to watch that. I don't think I've seen that one. That's, that sounds right up my alley. That's yep. what goes through my brain all the time. All good, all good. Yep, I said I don't think I've got borderline and multiple personality, but I've definitely got uh, I've got no, different moods, different it's, it's, a, it's a creative thing. I, that's what I was going for, people. Really, it was a creative thing, even though I was teasing him a little. But yeah, not not no, DID, absolutely. but but absolutely. the creativity that, that's inside your head. The, the Viking. I have seen those pictures. You kind of channel that primal beast kind of thing going on there. So, uh, you know. Yeah, well, I'd be false advertising if I didn't uh, have some traits that support the look. 
So, uh, yeah. Yes. Um, I would definitely say it's a primal thing. You say. Very true. Very true. Thank you. Now, why why the name Viking? Are you drawn to the Norse, the culture, the Uh, whole nine yards? I was very interested in it when I was young. Uh, But if you like honesty, uh, as much as I was into that, uh, when I started doing OnlyFans content, my friend friend Marshall said, you have to set yourself up a profile and you have to put your name down. They didn't want to put my very English surname down. And plus, it kind of takes away any plausible deniability when you have your full name on what my friend Marshall does. Uh, he actually has his middle of his surname on, so I won't expand on that. But uh, when it came to it, the, the first person I ever did content with, uh, who sadly I'm not in touch with anymore, she had the idea, call yourself Caveman Will. And the only reason I'm putting on any kind of there is because she was Dutch. And the West Dutch, when they speak English, the sound, at least to my ears, is a bit American. Call yourself Caveman Will. That sounds good. And I was like, no, that's shit. Um, what do I look like? I do look a bit like a Viking. I wasn't trying right. for the look. I just couldn't be asked, which means bothered. I couldn't be, I couldn't be fucked to shave my beard. I couldn't be fucked <laughs> to cut my hair. So I, I just ended up looking like this primal, unshaved bear stuck in a suit and strategically trimmed around the neck. Uh, so yeah, I was like, yeah, it's kind of Viking, I suppose. I'll go with that. And I'm pretty, uh, I like to pillage the odd village. So, yeah, let's go with Viking Will. <laughs> I don't think it's false advertising that I've only seen two episodes of Vikings. Because I really, I'm not what you would call a tryhard. A lot of people right. say I look like, um, you look like that Aquaman dude. I was like, who the fuck's that? I was like, Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa. And I, was like, okay. uh, I went to see the film. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So I was like... <laughs> Okay. He's, he's kind of like you, though. He's a, he's a very primal person. He is, he is Hawaiian, though. Apart from the fact that we've got long hair and the beard, we do have different facial features. We no, are no, no, absolutely. But I'm saying, like, he, he also has that, like, primal kind of essence about him because he's very much, you know. No, exactly, exactly. And some people like that a lot, both men and women. So uh, yeah. I'm very, very happy to be attributed to that look because – it's not like that's what I was going for, but that's what I feel I am. So if that's what people associate me with, wonderful. Because uh, sometimes I really, really like to fuck with people and say, oh, my God, you look so you, you look so manly. You look like that Jason Momoa. You look like a Viking. I was like, really? Because <laughs> I, I was going for a foppish, feminine, bottom, twin-type look. Are you saying I didn't hit it? Are you saying I'm a non-achiever? <laughs> I hope I have people laughing. So, uh, no, you, have, you, know. you have to leave the eyelashes on for that. Oh, my God. Did you see that video? Yeah. I, I, I didn't actually see the video. I just saw the still shot, and I just I was cracking up. I'm like, yeah, I love yeah, it. It's a very, very, very short video, uh, but I thought it was funny. I was helping. That's those, actually um, what spurred the whole uh, Viking, Viking and the Angels, like the whole Charlie's Angels thing. Yeah, that was what spurred it. I like it. I like it. I do. The um, Vikings Angels. I don't know if they're going to do another resurgence of Charlie's Angels, but I definitely will not be watching it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't
don't pry, so I don't know what Will's personal life is, but he's mentioned the girls a couple times, and I'm a writer, so, and I'm also Polly, so I just ran with it. Okay. <laughs> just okay. ran with right. Will let's and the girls. Well, let's have a conversation. What would you like to know? Well, are you Polly? Are, are there girls? Am, am I on the right track, yeah. or am I no, totally no, wrong? No, 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 absolutely. I appreciate I appreciate you asking. I appreciate you not praying, but feel free to. I keep things a secret. The only times I keep things a secret is for other people's benefit rather than my own, uh, because right. I don't have I don't have the most vanilla um, career, should we say? Uh, because obviously, <laughs> it's the only fans I've worked in mainstream pornographic movies in the UK slash Europe. It's not something that a civil servant. Uh, can really get away with posting and tagging you in a picture on their own social media, sadly. And Correct. my main Correct. partner Absolutely. slash girlfriend is a civil servant, so um, she cannot, unfortunately, she cannot post a picture of me and have people in upper management who may not be the most understanding of people because upper management doesn't really attract, in general, or at least in the UK, the most non-sociopathic of people. There's a lot of people that are um, still very close-minded. Absolutely, but uh, close-minded, and then there's people who would happily um, see you hang just because you're not their yes man. And I am talking about certain certain um, right. I mean. uh, I get it. I I get it from the job that I used to have. I couldn't do what I do now, but since I'm a writer, I can just tell people to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, you know, I I live in actually the buckle of the Bible Belt, and I have, you know, not only am I not a skinny girl, which, by the way, is a crime in America. Um, So here I am, curvy, blue hair. Sometimes it's blue and purple and all kinds of shit. But anyway, and I'm Polly and I'm Pagan and oh my god, she's gonna burn. You know, <laughs> I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. So yeah, but uh, yeah, no, like I said, I didn't want to pry, but I kind of picked up on the. I guess maybe because I'm Polly, I picked up <laughs> on the wording. So there you go. No, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. The um, I have a girlfriend slash main partner who I love in the door. Uh, but the thing is, I had to be honest with myself over a great many years. Unfortunately, and it's hard to root where the conditioning comes from, the kind of people who I was going, oh, my God, she's so amazing. She's literally perfect in every way. I need to go for her. It always was a prick. Always was a prick. So uh, <laughs> I, I, after a while, I said, okay, dude, you're getting it wrong. <laughs> maybe drop your guard when there's a really nice person who does tick a lot of other boxes but might not tick every single one of them and mm-hmm. see what happens. So I did and it was great but I had to be honest with the fact of, okay I feel I am the variety I've become accustomed to during my single life and when I say variety I don't just mean sexually I don't just mean socially, spiritually however it is not everybody is the same. And unfortunately, like I create a lot of different flavors. I'm not a sweet only guy or a savory only guy. Exactly. I'm not a 
vegan. Sometimes I just have different appetites. I had to be honest with that, and it's a conditioning process because obviously not everybody will be on board with that. Mm-hmm. And she had to learn her place as well. Uh, when I say learn her place, not, not, that's not me reading out a rule book. That's learn her place on how she fits with me and how I fit with her because she did the open swinging thing for a long, long time. Learn how she way fits. Before I, yeah. Way yeah. before I thought of it. She's a few years. Uh, she's a few years older than me, and I was only becoming aware of you know things like sex parties, being open, being poly. In the last couple of years, I was aware of them, but I never partook. And I was like, I really care about you, but this is how I feel. And in my opinion, uh, compromise is sacrifice. So you really have to be honest with what you need. And if everything can be worked out with respect and honesty, then it's very, very rewarding. And I had to also recognize I've got a lot of love to give. Uh, I'm a very loving, cuddly person, mm-hmm. but I recognized I could be that way with more than one person. Obviously, the intensity and the quality is a bit different with your main person. Uh, yes. Some people have two main people and the split between, maybe in terms of time, etc. I have one main girlfriend, and then I have a couple of other girlfriends in Europe who I see one sadly I've not seen for over a year due to COVID. Um, but there's Aww. other people outside of it, but that right. is, and they have other people outside of it. But there's always mutual respect, honesty, and transparency. So in my opinion, if it works for you both, and you're both open and honest, and it's all, and it's all being discussed and nobody's being hurt, I see no foul. I really don't. So that's my take on that's, it. Yeah, no, that's always been my opinion. I'm like, okay, so you're, you're of legal age, you're consenting, Okay, whatever. <laughs> there we go. You know, not much more. This, you know, just because what you're doing doesn't work for me doesn't mean it doesn't work for you, and that's what people have to understand that aren't poly. Um, and that's what some some poly people actually need to understand and respect from for monogamous people because I've seen it both ways. Um, you know, you just need to respect each other's boundaries. Just because it doesn't work for you doesn't mean it doesn't work for other people, and that's the important part. Is knowing what you like, what you can do. There's a limit. There's a limit. Should we say, monogamous monogamous people understanding um, the rules and the parameters of a poly relationship. My Swedish partner, uh, who I won't divulge her name, her main partner cheated on her, even though they're open and poly. How did this occur? How is it possible? (laughs) Of course, you can still cheat because it depends how you broach those rules. Mm-hmm. And if agreement is we tell each other everything, and then I find out a week after you've done it that you saw somebody without my knowledge or permission, then that's cheating, and I'm not happy. Yes. So pull the brakes exactly. on them being open until they worked out their problems. But uh, then again, some monogamous people in our life did not understand. Oh, how is it possible to cheat? You meant to be open. Well, you lied to me about it. <laughs> right. Well, that's <laughs> just like they don't understand that there there is sometimes jealousy. It's just you work through it. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not a very jealous person. I never have been. I had to recognize right. that nothing made me feel that way. So it would work because a lot of people are like, oh, I can't imagine someone seeing my woman. I was like, okay, that, that's your business. I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. Because anybody I align myself with, I would not do that unless there was a lot of respect and love. Right. And I, I feel a, a lot of 
jealousy actually stems from something like within that person that something went wrong or something that's whatever. So if you examine it instead of blow it up, it should be all right. Okay. So, no, I'm just happy you shared that. That's that's well. Now I know from your conversation with CC, BB. I have a CC too, oh, yeah. by the way. That BB that you you, know, you also mentioned your primary partner is uh, older, so that you do like older women. So, uh, ladies, all that you are out there listening, you can turn your little fans on now and you know get the vapors and stuff because Will likes older women. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's my job to play okay. that up. Very, very, very quick one, my lovely. If I can add funds to my Skype, can I drop out and sign back in and call you via Skype? You absolutely may, and I will just entertain the troops while you're gone. Okay, all right. If you give me – hold on. Your account is temporarily unavailable. I'm able to press – it would do this to me. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> What Will is, you know uh, how long it is. Since, you know how long it is since I signed into Skype, mate. With Skype, does it work from your PayPal? Or does it work from your card? Oh no. Mm. But there isn't even a, there isn't even a settings option. There isn't even a settings option in Skype. It's ridiculous. Can anybody in this chat explain technology to me? Maybe I should have done. <laughs> Maybe mm. I should have gone for caveman. Well, that would make a lot more sense. No, actually, I think that um, Blog Talk is a little behind uh, at this point. Not only should they have Skype uh, availability, I do have an but, idea, though. but they should have the WhatsApp. Yes. Yeah, so I was trying to add to the States by subscription, by the United States. Uh, I know what I'll do. I know what I'll do. Continue, pay now, subscribe. Processing. Your purchase was successful. Okay, let me give you. Mm, I'll wait till it. Ah, there we go. So let me give you a call back, my darling. Absolutely. I'll be in a second. Not a problem. Isn't he the sweetest? He actually called from his phone. So if we cost him too much, girls, you know, we might want to send him that love package and uh, <laughs> help pay the bill because that first. Uh, <clears throat> Almost 40 minutes there was a uh, long distance from the UK to the US. So he is working on getting his Skype back up. And I'm excited for those of you that don't know, you can sign into the chat room. You might have to create a free account and then go scroll in settings. This says you can see adult things because the show is uh, marked as rated R. I do that for a reason because I like the word fuck. And I can't say the word fuck uh, <laughs> unless it's rated R. So unlike Facebook, I have options. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. Ah, wonderful. Yeah, it was just in the event that was like a $7 a minute call and then spent 30 minutes. Didn't really oh. want to spend another hour. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I told the girls we, we need to pay your phone bill. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> you're very, very kind. I'll let you know when I know. So, Okay, so we're safely on Skype, so we can rabbit away. 
Yes. Uh, also, an alternate way is just for everybody to go join Will's OnlyFans. Holy and then shit, share with your friends. <laughs> and then share with your friends and then share with your friends because, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pay the phone bill that way. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> You'll have to let me know where I can drop the link if some people actually want to see that stuff. It's, um, well, put it this way. If you need medication for your blood pressure, it will certainly take it up. I actually uh, have not joined for one reason, because I will go in there and get lost. It's bad enough when I get on your Twitter page. For those of you that don't oh know, I totally fangirl Will. I'm, like, completely honest and transparent. But I get lost you on know, this Twitter page. I really There's no freaking way I can go on the fans on only. I, I know. Mm. Can you imagine? Yeah, I don't behave Sherry myself would, on OnlyFans. Sherry would come after I, me and go, Candy, you, you have a book due in like two days. Have you written any words? Nope. You're going to get 50,000 words done in two days. But we'll put a new video up. Yeah, it would not be pretty. Oh, my God. Uh, so I did a spot of writing. And when you hit inspiration and you've got the characters, you've actually got the you've got the plot lines in your mind and you know how you want to interact. It. It's shocking how much you can actually write. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that it's all detailed and delineated and perfect, but it's shocking how fast you can actually write. I still remember that. I try not to write because I won't get anything else done. And unfortunately, I'm a very active person. I've got occupations where um, <laughs> where writing at present does not help. And put, put it this way, I had a very creative childhood into my very early 20s. And it was writing, it was illustration, I have a bachelor's in illustration, which my brother very affectionately calls a degree in colouring in. Uh, but <laughs> I kind of like stopped it all cold, and I went into music, and then from music I went back into training. And uh, uh, this is when vanilla jobs didn't work out. But uh, yeah, I when you hit that creative flow, it's very very hard to turn the tap off. So I appreciate the drought and then the tsunami <laughs> of work that you can come out with. Right, yeah. So, um, how do you feel about making graphic novels? <laughs> fine, absolutely fine. I, um, as I said, that's what I wanted to go into. Uh, at one point, children's book illustration, because I am a bit right. of a teddy bear. So, I would have loved to have done like teddies and little cute animals and yes. all this surrounding children's book illustration and fancy. That was what I wanted to do when young. But if you like honesty, it just frustrated me that my artistic level and the media I was using was nowhere near the place I wanted to be. Because when you're creative, you're always your own harshest critic. Um, exactly. So I stopped myself from I stopped myself from carrying on because I wasn't getting a lot of support from the tutors I had at the time. I'm not saying they were bad people. I'm just saying that the support wasn't there. Um, and I didn't get better. I was really, really good at basically charcoal pencils and that's it uh painting i was okay um online sorry you know photoshop and now that's where everything was going in the mid 2000s and i was just no good at right. it. i'd spent no time with it and then it was your final year you've got to get your grades and it kind of like set me it just set me back it didn't make me want to push forward with that and plus in the uk at least we had a oh we had a um, recession uh, mm-hmm. 2008 into 2010 and every company I sent my work to just got rejected so I just went oh screw it 
I'll just go into like a sales job or something. I did that for a few years, went to Australia when that didn't work out, came back, did another sales job. Then I was like, is this really what life's about? And then I started personal training, getting back into my training and the powerlifting eventually. And from there, uh, things kind of got a little bit out of hand and it turned into what I am now. <laughs> and my <laughs> friends kind of like that started stripping in the mid 2010s as well, about five, six years ago. And then I met my friend Marshall. And over time, Marshall kind of like encouraged me to become the debauched um, best bastard that <laughs> you guys hopefully love and know uh, these days. So, uh, yeah, everything's come to fruition, so to speak. But I, I don't think there's anything wrong with you, so I don't know what people's problem is. Put it this way, I'm the most comfortable I've been in my life, all my life, I've felt like a case there. So, uh, it just, yeah. the, the fact that I've got such free reign just pleases me very much. I get that. Well, I, I jokingly ask you that question actually because um, I'm going to look into turning my uh, my MC series, my Odin's Wolves MC series, into a graphic novel. Um, the last book that we put out, Viper, um, Joe and Erica Warden were my models, and there's this scene um, where she goes to hell, and this demon kind of like flings her, and so she's like skidding across this dark obsidian rock. And you see, like, you know, blood flying everywhere, and it's just whatever. And then she stands up because she has this, like, mimic ability where her, like, skin and bone and stuff used to be. It's all obsidian rock. And I'm like, mm. well, I- that would be so cool in a novel, like a graphic novel, where you could yeah. see that. I'm literally seeing it in my mind. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, that that really visceral, and I like that's just. Well, her nickname is his death, um, and I actually made her like a street fighter type character, um, and in this reincarnation, so, she's a, an avenging. Second, a- or are there any other video games you've been playing that this came out? Um, you know, actually, I've made Billy, uh, Lady Death. Um, I came up with the idea of her like 20 some years ago. So street fighter was pretty much what I based her off of, but then she grew into um, an avenging angel. So like Archangel oh, yeah, Mike I, I is, is I her dad and she gets to do all kinds of cool shit. So yeah, <laughs> it's, she's kind of grown. I know somebody else asked me, well, did you watch that? Did you get that name from there? I'm like, no, I've never watched that series. I don't weird things just pop into my brain. The, I was playing Tekken myself. I remember being in L.A. in 1994, and I was eight years old. And there was this, it was about maybe, I was, where was I? I was in Anaheim, Anaheim, very literally opposite from where Disneyland is. And if you walked pretty much right out of our hotel for just shy of a mile, there was this little chicken hut that did the best fried chicken I've ever had in my life or will ever have again. And hidden at the back of the shop when you made the oven, when they were, they were frying it fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much better. Uh, there was a old coin-op of Street Fighter 2, the new, uh, not the new contenders, uh, world champions, uh, like the very like the first modulation of Street Fighter 2. And you still yeah. couldn't play as the four. Uh, you could only play as the primary eight characters. 
and me and my brother just went crazy on that thing. Uh, and I played that nearly every day. <laughs> so I ate fried chicken every day. That was a fat little thing when I was here. I wasn't little, though. Oh, my God. Uh, I need to tell you, uh, this is where I thought that was going to be enormous when I was a boy. Um, went into a shoe store, and there was a cardboard cutout of Shaquille O'Neal. And, again, this is 94, so this would have been height of his uh, career, I imagine, with the Chicago Bulls. I was like, right. measure yourself against Shaq. And it gave his age and his height and his shoe size and his weight at different ages. And at eight, me at eight, I was actually bigger than Shaquille O'Neal when he was eight. And my mum, my mum, she went white as a sheet. She was, she was like, oh my god. Uh, but thankfully, I stopped growing when I was thir- I stopped growing when I was thirteen because I was six foot four at thirteen, and I oh, literally just mom. turned four. I remember being at the cinema with my brother, and my brother's nearly six foot three, and I was taller than him, and he's ten years older. But I stopped. I just stopped growing. Thank God. At that point, I just stopped growing. Uh, it was oh, wow. strange. Uh, All right, we. Uh, life is we, Life is difficult enough at six foot four. Trust me. <laughs> All right, we have a call. So, uh, eight oh six. Hello. Eight oh six. This is Sherry. How are you? Well, hi, Siri. How are you? I'm doing good. Do you have a question for Will? I do. Um, Will, how do you feel about having your image plastered all over Facebook? (laughs) Incredibly comfortable. Incredibly comfortable. Good. If I wasn't, I should not be doing this. I'm very flattered as well. We, I mean, of course, been... I do have to add an addition as long as it's with the permission of the photographers. If it's for any kind of corporate gain, yes. <laughs> if it's to sell anything, use the photographer's permission. Yes, absolutely. Oh no! See, every time I post something, I always make sure that I give the photographer and you all the credit. Oh, um, you mean me all the credit, or the photographer all the credit? I want you to well, be on more that... covers and I want the photographer to give us more hot guys. <laughs> absolutely. Good absolutely. Why would we deter them from doing so? There's well, not this um, guy candy out there. In the <laughs> that's right. no, I well, agree. Yeah, because, and I love how open you are because that's one of the things that I've found it's either all or nothing with the models. They're either very giving of their time and, you know, being ta- talking to us, or they're so standoffish that you're like, okay, you're hot, but. You know what that, I mean? That's a shame. That, that, that's almost in line with the uh, a very old phrase, never meet your heroes, just in case yeah. you get the point. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I though, I, which I can't, I'm not going to go into actually, my experiences because yeah, I was ahead. a big fan of a UK band. I was a big fan of a UK rock band who will remain nameless, where the lead singer went down for paedophilia. So, but that's when I was in my teenage years. So, right, yeah, never meet your heroes. I actually, got to meet a couple of my heroes, mm-hmm. and it went all right. Thank goodness. I had a rotten family, so I think that you know the the, the universe kind of made up for it by making my heroes okay. <laughs> this, this is my theory, anyway. 
That's really, really cool. That's really cool. You know, I, I have I have to say though, um I kinda of do a model test because we all know that I can be a little intense and we also know that I'm batshit crazy, but that's okay. Um so, you know, if the model can put up with me while I'm making the book, then they're perfect for my cover. If not, then there's a reason why you're not on my cover, because if you're going to be rude to me, you might be rude to somebody that reads the covers, and I wouldn't like that. That would be oh my like... God. I, did, I, didn't even know, I didn't even know you were testing me. No, but, but you know what? I don't do it intentionally. It's just I figure that I'm kind of... I'm, I mean, I totally admit it. I'm kind of out there, and that's fine. I'm just, I'm very upfront, and I'm very honest, and a lot of people don't know how to take that. Um, I don't consider myself a small doses person. Um, not, <laughs> I don't suppose I'm, uh, like, for example, like powerlifting in the UK, I wouldn't say I'm the typical personality of someone that gets involved in powerlifting. It can attract a lot, a lot, not everybody, but it can attract a lot of people who are, not insecure, but maybe a little bit insular. And it kind of like brings them out of the shell because they improve their performance and they start um, interacting with people, etc. But I'm a natural extrovert. And funnily enough, I do actually want people to like me. But when obviously they think that I'm just wading in and being noisy and whatnot, it's really not the case. And while I try to make people laugh and be outlandish, not everybody sees the funny side or sees where I'm coming from. So I appreciate that I'm not everybody's taste, but you know what? I didn't have any bad intentions, so it's on them with whatever way they choose to translate it. And I'm sorry that's, that they got it wrong. I'm sorry they don't like it, but that, it is what that's it is. actually a, but, a good way to look at it. I, I like that. Thank yeah, you. it's like Dave Chappelle said. That, like for example, Dave Chappelle, when somebody says you're an asshole, Dave Chappelle, he goes, "Oh, sorry for what I said. I'm just sorry that she didn't like the show." <laughs> I stand behind everything that I choose to do and choose to say I'm a grown ass fucking man. I even wipe my own ass. But if someone chooses, <laughs> if someone decides, if someone decides to get offended or not like what I say, then what can I do about it? I'm sorry about that, but what can I do? That would be like going to an Eddie Murphy show and expecting him not to say the word fuck. Yeah, pretty much. I'm not saying that the pain for me to open my mouth. But my I mean, mouth is Dave, get... No, I mean, Dave Chappelle has based his character off of being an asshole. That's the whole point. That's the whole shtick. I know. I, I love the guy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm telling you. So are are you it like, um, are, are you are you bringing bodyguards when you come stateside this time? <laughs> well, let's, let's see how uh, well I go down. Uh, I, there's no euphemism attached there, by the way, because I know BB's hopefully listening to this. Oh, she'll listen to it when you post it. Uh, but, um, she'll get to listen to it after work. Um, we'll, we'll try to do another one on the weekends when you guys both have time. Absolutely. You know, I'm actually but, one of the uh, authors I, that I, um, I that are working on getting you here. Well, I'd love to go. Uh, absolutely would love to go. It sounds a little bit like Sturge's Biker Festival, the way that it's been described. So I'd be very happy to go to that. Yes. Oh, my God. I love Sturge's. So my, first bike, you, my first bike festival. Didn't they have, have a WCW um, um, pay-per-view there? What was it called? It was around about June, July time, maybe August. Um, Forget probably, August. yeah, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember 
like the pay-per-view, but I remember that there were some uh, Antifa people there that got their butt kicked. It was called Road Wild, I believe. It's, it's, it's my very first experiences. I grew up in rural Indiana, and we have a, a much smaller version called the Bean Blossom Boogie, probably about 10, 15,000 bikers. Um, and I, okay. friends of mine wanted me to come work uh, their like steak stand or whatever. So I was working on it, and I was walking down through there, and these guys are like, flashes, flashes. And, you know, again, I grew up, sick girls weren't appreciated. But man, I flashed those guys and got standing ovations. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> like this is fun. But bikers are are later on that night. There were some kids from high school, and they were giving me a hard time. And this great big biker come up behind him and just put his hand on this guy's shoulders and goes, "You want to say you're sorry to the lady payer and then get the fuck out of here before I go get my boys?" Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I like it. bikers. <laughs> it sounds like you do. Yeah, I do. I did with you. Bikers are nice. They're, they're misunderstood. I, think I have my motorcycle license. Much, much like people in, in um, your primary uh, income right now, right? The primary income is, is from your acting business? Um, if you want to call it that, I would call sure. it... Um, <laughs> you call it whatever it, you want. Between, it's a mix between acting, influencer... And I would say, like, porn slash pocket porn, because unfortunately, uh, I don't know if people have a problem with me doing that. It is kind of driven around that. It is adult content. But there is a heavy dose of my personality and my acting involved, because I do post my uh, online strip shows as well, uh, things that I've done privately, uh, customs that I've done that are then available as my content, which I post and obviously, there's a lot of wordplay involved. So I would say my acting, that's a very vanilla way to put it, though. Uh, but it is primarily my own page. So, um, yeah, people in that environment, you would say. Well, you know, I do work in a profession where I have to learn how to do things vanilla sometimes. Well, yeah. I do have to work it that way at points. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, he's an adult film actor, but I, I don't have a problem with that. I, I, I know... I've known a few. I, I uh, was friends with one of the gigolos from Showtime's Gigolo for a long time. We oh, get, I like it. Yeah. I mean, he's a little flaky, so he flaked out eventually, but we were friends for several years. So, yeah. You know, it's a big deal. Well, that's, that's, if I knew a decent agency, i.e. to get my name out there, other than set, because, put it this way, I'm pretty sure that I couldn't get away with saying, uh, yeah, booking your sessions um, online. <laughs> and then I can, forgive me, there is a physical requirement for being a gigolo. Uh, so I would have to, unfortunately, cherry pick. But I'm pretty sure that that would get me uh, kicked off of Instagram and Twitter by 3 o'clock. So I can't really <laughs> post that. <laughs> but if there's an agency where you could probably do Gigolo, at one point I would have probably considered it. It's not who it's not who you know, it's how well you know him, clearly. I don't know anybody in that business, but, you know, I know the guy that manages the Chippendales. Oh, it's you. Yeah, he's a close personal friend hmm. of mine. Interesting. When did you first see them? I've actually never seen the chips. Um, I and I just uh, Michael um, is he manages all kinds of people, Living Newton, John, all kinds of people. So I met his husband Randy, and Randy and I used to be co-hosts uh, right here on Blog Talk. And so through Randy, I met Michael, and through Michael, I met all kinds of people. 
I worked with a guy for many years in Blackpool in the UK who had been stripping 20, 25 years, and he's in his mid-40s. And I was talking to him about the Chippendales and the show that my mother saw in 97, because before my mother saw the show, the Chippendales actually came into the gym that my brother worked in when he was 19, and mm-hmm. they were all decently built. They were all tanned. They were all really, really good-looking, and they were all really tall. One guy really popped out, though. He wasn't really, really muscular, but he was really good-looking. He had hair as long as mine, jet black. He had a very Cypriot Gresham look to him. And uh, unfortunately for my mother, he was gay, and he was called Garrett. And this guy, I've only seen one picture of him, but he was literally the most good-looking guy you can imagine. Imagine Ricky Martin, but better-looking, but with long black hair. I mentioned Chippendales to uh, my friend Dean, who'd been stripping since Christ was a kid. He goes, oh, damn it, yeah, I remember him, because we were all juiced (laughs) up off our head, like really muscular, and this skinny, tall... Uh, Cypriot kid walks in from the Chippendales and we're like, are you serious? And he goes, but it was the best show. It was like a rock concert because like every move that he made just made you just want to get up and dance and clap your hands. Apparently he was an amazing stripper. So there's this, still this picture of this Chippendale from 1997 with his friends from the Chippendales and my brother in the middle. Um, yeah, that's been there for 24 years and my mother's covered. That's totally awesome. I love that. But at that point, I didn't think that I'd get involved with the UK equivalent of the Chippendales, which is Adonis Strip Cabaret. Uh, I'm pretty sure at the very least I could get her a new picture of her favorite Chippendale, if if she has it. Yeah, I'm still still involved with the Adonis, but unfortunately Adonis can't perform their live shows because of COVID. We did what we could during last year, like around about May time, doing online shows. But Mm -hmm. hopefully when people can you know, be near each other again. We'll come back out and we'll entertain you all again. I'd still love to be a part of it. Woohoo! That, that, that's an act in and of itself. We, um, one of the guys that models... Let me show, uh, sure. show over in Florida with BB and I'll sort it all out for you and the guys. Absolutely. Let's, let's do it. Do it. Florida. Do it. <laughs> Everybody, next year, Florida. Oh, God. Are you going to be, really you gonna to be ready for that many American women? I'm always ready. <laughs> I won't lie. <laughs> you could tell me. You could tell me right now a show in 20 minutes. I'd make it happen. I'm, I'm thinking a little Somehow, crazy. So. Be- Except for me, I'm usually shy in person until I get to know people a little better, and then I'm just exactly like I am right oh, now. Nah, I'm not shy. Have you ever been shy? No. No. Well, that's a lie. Maybe around girls when I was younger, but that's kind of gone away. I imagine so. <laughs> yeah. What's the, the what's the scared of? Are the legs throw themselves at your feet now? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. <laughs> that was me being. That was me being funny. That was not Will saying anything. That was Candy being okay. a writer. It's like a cartoon character. When you're a writer, everything has to be bigger. I get you. I get you. Can you tell the grit story again? Because for those people who haven't listened, that's a pretty funny story. Which story? The grits. How Will came to oh, like the grits. grits. 
Yeah, the grits. Okay, okay. Uh, when I went to America again, this is the um, this is the time, 2006, when I had it for the first time. The first time I ever heard of Vin, uh, grits was a film called My Cousin Vinny, um, starring Joe um, Joe Pesci. Pesci. And yeah, so I tried it, and it was amazing. So um, for those in the northern states who may never have tried grits, because if you're in the southern states and never tried grits, why are you even there? <laughs> so it's like they call it polenta up there. Yeah, it's like, yeah polenta. Oh, fair enough. Uh, in the UK, it, polenta obviously it's a more like vegan food. They fry it yeah. and they do it in cubes. Uh, I mm-hmm. find I, I really enjoy polenta as well. Uh, it does taste a little bit fatty, but I like it. So it's a cereal that you can pretty much put anything savory in: bacon, eggs, salt, uh, maple syrup works as well. But it's like a savory version of oatmeal, where you yeah. stick berries and fruit and honey in. You kind of do the opposite with grits. I yeah. was in, where was I? I was in um, Key Largo, and I, I went to one of the, it was a bad choice, because we finished our vacation there, so me and my mother were just chilled. We didn't realize it was just one long key, and you could, there's no point going if you don't have a car, because you can barely see anything. Uh, but I did see a manatee out back of the dock of our hotel room. That was really cool. And he hung nice. around for an hour. And friend, my friends came down from um, halfway between Miami and Fort Lauderdale, and they spent the day with us on one of the days, and they saw the manatee with us. So I do have witnesses. Uh, but anyway, I went to one of the diners, and I said, could you remove, uh, the, um, could you remove the fries, and could you give me some grits? And they went, we've never had anybody, anybody ask to change anything on the menu for some grits. I was like, we have now. Give us some grits, please. I, just want I absolutely love this stuff. I think it's funny, but, you know, My Cousin Vinny is a fantastic movie, and Joe Pesci is amazing, so that's why I wanted it, to tell a story. It was, what's that? That's grits. What's grits? They just looked at me. Grits. Probably not, but I'll pretty much try you've got so many derivatives and variations of things in America and I'll try anything once. So you know there's gonna be a bunch of women there that's gonna to offer to cook for you. Okay, so he wants grits, kids. So I have never cooked grits. Um it's one southern thing I haven't cooked. Well, if I end up fat, it's on your head. All right, girls, there will also be some cardio rotations. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew you'd go there. <laughs> I do have to I was actually going to make point. it PG, and then I started laughing, and that just didn't make it there. I was going to well, try to make it. Sorry. Well, you fucked that up, so. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> That's because, you know, you've heard the expression that uh, your mind is always in the gutter. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a pervert. I'm a provert. Get out of my way! You're bothering my periscope. That's how far down I, I, like I am. It. Yeah. I like so. it. Actually, we could take you horseback riding for real. Not even a euphemism. That'd be nice. Because that works. Horse, that works more um, muscles and calories than when you do groundwork on horses. I have horses, so I know this. It does. Mm-hmm. Yes. You actually burn, you burn three times more calories, and it's because of all the muscle groups and stuff you use when you ride. 
you'll never know until okay. you you've had you've been on like for a couple hours and you get off and you're you're bull legged, and then the next day all these muscles that you've never worked well, maybe you have because you work out more, but <laughs> still it's like oh, no, no. It's, it's like okay it's so you remember I'm like. Sorry. Like if you haven't worked out for a while, that first workout where you think you're gonna die like the next day. I don't know. All those I'm muscles. That's kind of what horseback riding is like. It uses that many muscles. Uh, I very briefly dated um, someone that was an equestrian. They rode horses, and the muscle structure through their upper back to lower back was insane. Um, they kind of like lost it about the glutes because the glutes were always in the stretch position. But the mm-hmm. shoulder blades, because they're always retracted, basically, your shoulder blades are back. Your scapula is retracted. The muscles are activated, and you, you've got so much tension through them. And the short movements all the time, her, her back was just so muscular. Well, obviously, I'm attracted to women that have muscular development. If you saw my girlfriend, you'd understand. Uh, but, yeah, uh, even though that they didn't train, per se, the horseback ride and back development was insane. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, going along with my earlier joke, sex is good cardio. Apparently, more so if you're on top. Well, I um, <laughs> when I finish my psych degree, it's actually my specialization is going to be sexuality. I, I studied like human sex and sexuality for a long time. It's um, it's fascinating. So I know all these stupid little tidbits that nobody else knows, probably. I I like people that truly enjoy sexuality into their professions, particularly in the adult industry. Uh, There's an amazing human being called Stoya. Uh, She previously went by um, uh, the name Stoya Love in her her mainstream performance days. Uh, But she's a New York resident and... I don't know intrinsically what it is that she does, but she describes herself as a, let let me just find the page, uh, because I don't want to word this wrong. Um, Stoya describes herself as over a decade of experience working with sexuality. So um, philosophy, pussycats, and porn. She's the author of that. So I find that quite incredible. When some people just like dip into the industry, yeah, a fuck on camera. What about it? Uh, so, but she's truly, truly into sexuality and the nuances on the connection, the mindset, mm-hmm. which I find incredible. Um, so, yeah, I think that's kind of parallel with what you're saying, but I tend to buy yeah, very, just, very well with people. I just keep mine all in the book because I've always hated pictures and camera, so that would never work out for me. The sex part, yes. That the whole camera part, no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Um, do you have any upcoming? I know with COVID it's been hard, but do you have any upcoming photo shoots? Um, sadly, the UK is in lockdown till the end of February at least, maybe March okay. the 8th. So, it's, and commercial work is the only things that are legal at present. So, anything that I'm doing, I'm doing within legal parameters. And, you know, as and when I can. And it's mostly solo work right now. So unless a commercial shoot comes up, unfortunately not. So it's hard to really diarize things. Um, so, yeah, that's the situation at present, sadly. And a lot of companies in that realm aren't shooting. Thankfully, um, my subscription page pays me a lot. They like to, they like to stress you out by saying sometimes your posts aren't 
working with the um, the terms and conditions, which I got a message from them today and said, what have I missed out now? Uh, so it's when you don't tag someone <laughs> properly or the so, but it kind of puts your heart in your mouth because if you put all your eggs into that basket and made that your sole income, because personal training right now doesn't work, live show, strip shows don't work, live drawing doesn't work. So if you're doing all that, if they decided to take your income away from you and that page where everybody signed up and paying you money, that's the problem. So, uh, yeah, I try yeah. to be as good a boy as Yeah, you don't want to um, upset that basket for sure. Not right now. Uh, I said, it'll be okay. I said, I've just got, uh, before I spoke to you, I was like, Christ, on the bike. I went through a load of posts and I just made sure that the tags were all appropriate on. And I double and triple checked him. Uh, it takes a while to get a response from them as well. So um, I've just like messaged them and said, look, just tell me everything's okay. If they're not okay, let me know what you want. Well, at least, of, not, at least it's not Facebook. You know, they ding you every two seconds for stupid stuff. Oh, God. I remember three years ago, uh, two and a half years ago, I, excuse me, I received a 30-day ban from Facebook for posting a painting. Uh, and that was in the private group for photographers and models. Mm-hmm. Uh, the painting, don't get me wrong, it was a little bit edgy. It was like a couple embracing, kissing. You could see boobs in it, and she was kind of like reaching into the guy's shawl. So is she like touching his dick? You can't see because there's cloth. But that picture, uh, bear in mind, it was a fucking painting. It was reported from that private group. It wasn't even on the wall or anything. It was just Uh a reference image for a photo shoot that I was planning. And I got a 30-day ban, so I had to make a backup profile. I had to use everything else at my disposal to advertise the shoot. Thankfully, the shoot still ended up profitable because a lot of people ended up helping me out. But that was ridiculous. And it's incredible how Facebook is one of the biggest conglomerates in the world and they don't have customer service you can speak to. No, and they just, I got a um, band for three days for a post, three posts or something that they said violated it. And it was posts that I made like six months ago in a private group. It happens. And then, yeah, and then the one before that was like nine years. <laughs> so. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah they're Facebook's a little crazy. Facebook's a little crazy. I contested yeah. it, and they say, "Yep, yeah, sorry, we made a mistake. We'll repost it." And the girl that I posted the picture with, because it was an advertising post, two separate images. She goes, "Yeah, it's see-through underwear. If you look up close, you can see my fanny," as she put it, <laughs> because she's very northern in the UK. I zoomed in and I was like, Jesus, why did why did that get used? It got used by the photographer, because, but I don't think anybody checked. Um, but thankfully, whoever reviewed it didn't see this, so it was reviewed and they reposted it. So I won that particular battle. I also see, that's because, they don't do that anymore. When you when you hit review, there's just a bot that says we reviewed this too bad. <laughs> that's what they do now. Well, I won that one. Uh, the one I was mostly concerned about was Instagram. Uh, because Instagram, while I can't strictly advertise my page anymore because they've gotten so politically correct in the last year since COVID and the people were in the offices reviewing shit again, um, I got to a point where it says your account's going to be deleted. So I literally deleted anything that was borderline, even with me topless on it, very sadly. 
I went through old stories, took down all the pictures, all the promo from my OnlyFans, all the topless photos near another body that could be construed as adult or solicitation, anything at all. And after a few months, it looks like my shadow band's up, so you can actually type in Viking, and my name will actually pop up, because you couldn't actually find me unless you typed in everything, Viking underscore Will underscore. Now if you type in Viking, I do pop up, because I do have quite a few followers attributed to the name Viking, Viking Will. Um, but the, um, what was I thinking? Yeah, I mainly use it just to network and communicate with people because I've got nearly 20,000 people on it. But if that got taken away, that's 20,000 people I couldn't communicate with. Um, right. But I just can't strictly advertise my pages anymore. So that is not the best way I could feed in new business. So I use Twitter for that. There's other things like Reddit, TikTok, uh, things that I've never even thought of using, but I don't use them at present because. Oh yeah, TikTok is like year. huge right now. I'll do, I'll I'll do it in a couple of months. I'll do TikTok yeah. in a couple of months. If I, if I need to blow up my OnlyFans for whatever reason, let's say my OnlyFans gets deleted, like shit, it's time to uh, it's time to open a TikTok <laughs> and guide some people to a new page. Um, <laughs> so yeah, TikTok. I still want to know like, how come. I, you, you can't see a body part, but you can watch people torture animals and and hit other people and do violent things on Facebook, and that's fine. Or even Instagram. Violence okay. is okay, but nudity is not, and I don't get that. TikTok, I just post a lot of hair porn. I'll just swish my hair around. You know, some, apparently um, that is you know. a thing, because I have seen, like, dozens of those posts, so I try not to like them too often because I don't want nothing but that feed on mine. Right now, 99% of well, my TikTok is American thing, so. You find what? You better like mine. Well, you know I will. Good. Good girl. <laughs> Happy to hear that. <laughs> Don't say that too often or the brat will come out. Just an FYI. Uh, I'm just making myself uh, a rehydration drink. There we go. It's just uh, phosphate, sodium, magnesium in a powder. Helps rehydrate you better than just drinking water alone. Because I drink far too many diuretics in a day, i.e. coffee and whiskey. So I can need to rehydrate now and again. Yeah, you don't want to get dehydrated. Dry mouth. It can be very inconvenient at times. There's actually, can't remember the name of it. I'll look it up and find you. There are these, you can get regular sugar-free, um, professional-grade electrolyte popsicles. Um, my husband oh my told me about them. Because they give him, he works for uh, a mechanic in the airlines, and when it gets like 110 degrees outside, they give those guys the popsicles. Okay. But they're super good, and um, like a couple of years ago, I was really sick, and I really I didn't couldn't eat, and so I'd have like one or two of those a day just to keep, you know, fluids and all that good stuff. Or you can just mix up your Sorry drinks, about but. If you like popsicles, you can have that too. That sounds good. You know, for some reason, my phone's not charging. Uh-oh. 
Uh, it's only a problem if uh, it runs out before the end of the call. Ah, there we go. So, uh, yeah, sadly, uh, these apps and devices drain you. Your phone battery? Oh, yes, very fast. Sadly, um, I have not had a chance to um, talk to Will about the character like BB has with Crucifix, but he's going to be Crucifix's paradox twin. Yes, he is. Well, at least so that's what you told me. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. He's going to be. So the paradox twins happened when uh, Freya and Nyx we're having a big magic magic battle and so paradox is is blowback because when the population gets too big and magic is not believed in as much or whatever there's a thing called paradox and uh so that's what they created but this big magic blow up was this paradox and they created twins so this is the only one that's going to be in a different reality so that bb can work with me on this book so she'll actually be working with me on crucifix's paradox twins book But now that I've talked to you, I have more no, material. I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't wait to read them both in conjunction. How far apart? Um, how far apart is the next book going to be due? Well, she's one of the options. Yeah, yours is coming out soon with hers, and I probably won't get yours out until either late this year or early next year. Oh, that's fine. Because I have like six or seven books in queue that I have to write first. <laughs> Just, uh, I appreciate that. Just so long with some momentum with me coming over. That's the only reason I am. Oh, no, no, absolutely. It actually might be close to the time that you come over that. But once I get, once they start buying your picture. All the girls are like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. BB and I will keep it going. Plus, I know there's a couple other people that are going to have you on the book. So I think there's either four or five of us. Um, And so even though mine's going to be later, the other authors will be whatever. and, And I'm sure you'll be. Uh, live again with BB and then we can do this whenever too because the cool thing about this podcast is it goes to iTunes and you can embed it in websites so uh, you know there's that opportunity there to put yourself out there a little bit more but yeah no don't worry about it us girls will take care of it yeah that's wonderful yeah I was I was talking to BB about any kind of business opportunities while I'm older I won't yeah. go into what, but yeah, I was chatting to her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spill one of them just because we all talked about this. So one of the ideas, and I'm just going to tell you the people the name of it, and you're going to have to go bug BB to find out the details. So one of the ideas is called In Bed with Will. And that's I all I'm telling. This one. Yes. <laughs> BB and I talk a lot oh, about this stuff. And then you and BB talk. Yeah, no, I have. So um, y'all are going to have to bug BB for details. Just I'm, I'm letting you know right now that's all the beans that I'm spilling about it, but we have a few ideas for um, Will to earn some legal income while he's here and for us to have a lot of fun. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> just need to be told what I'm wearing ahead of time. Just, just don't let BB have fireball and we should be okay. I'm going to make damn sure she's got fireballs. <laughs> kill the lights you know what's going on see the fireball though. see I'm the 420 girl because I have legal marijuana so that's my fireball I love it I tend to like uh, red wine or bourbon 
I can't tell you what mood I'm going to be in until it happens. Bourbon is good. Yes, but the benefit of 420 is that your orgasms are better. I'll have to try that. They're more intense because the um, the blood vessels are open. Well, I take um, on occasion I take something called Cialis, which helps yeah. similar way. Yes, except for this is actually good for you, like in the long yeah, run. Yeah, Yeah, sounds good. Nate, yes. not with that. No, lots of people that take all kinds of things. Uh, maybe by the time you get here, it will be like legal recreational across the state. Well, we'll see. There's a lot of red to go through, but um, that would be a very Always. interesting turn of events. Always. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Will on 420 and BB on Fireball. I'm going to be the one in the corner <laughs> of the camera. God. Christ Almighty! Is this meant? Is this meant to be for promotion for a book, or is it a fucking adult movie? Yes. Yes. Technically, technically <laughs> our books are kind of adult movies, just in written words. I, like, I love that. How you just replied, yes. They go. Yes. This is what a man with two dicks says to the tailor <laughs> when he asks if he dresses to the left or the right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> love it. Love it. And to date, according to my fans, my male-male scene has been the best sex scene they've liked. Of course. Um, I'm sure BB planned one as well. I forget the names of the characters. Excuse me. Uh, but one, he likes to fuck after he fights. Um, he's, um, from what I understand, he's a bisexual character. Uh, but I've not read that particular one. But um sounds like you've got something kind of similar. I have a character that heals from sex. Oh, okay. Okay. bit like Wolverine, but sex. Yeah, a bit like Wolverine to sex. And she can't heal anybody else. No, but she can heal herself. Mm. That's cool. Surprising, surprisingly, I'm not bisexual because a lot of people attribute that to me, probably because I look like a big hairy bear, but it's actually not the case. I actually am straight. You you do have the, the big hairy pictures. Not that I have a problem with any character that I am being portrayed that way. Uh, but if anybody right. asks, that's the sad or the happy answer. But if a character is bisexual, I don't know how anybody can be disappointed because that just means that it's a yes to both, right? That's right. Or you can just be like me and that's be right. pansexual, and then it's just a yes to whatever I feel like at the time. My friend, my friend's pansexual. Um, but he's mostly dispositioned towards women, uh, but he doesn't have a hard or fast rule to when he's going to have physical attraction to a man. Uh, he goes, I can identify very good-looking or handsome men, and uh, 100 or 300 could walk past me, and it wouldn't do anything for me, but just once in a pink flood, he will find it attracted. Personally, I think it's the MDMA when he has a good night out, but, you know... <laughs> I don't know. All you have to do is say Ruby Rose. I'm like, get where? Yeah, seriously. Seriously. I said, I'd love Ruby Rose to consider me, but I respect her boundaries. She is so hot. Hey, but at least Adam Lambert likes to kiss girls, so I'm still all right there. 
Oh, well, that's cool. That's cool. That's that is a very... I can't call him a handsome boy anymore because I think he's like 33, 35, and he's got no, big-ass beard of him now. His beard's better than mine. He's, like, he's kind of pretty now, but not in a super feminine way. No, he's not. He's a, he's a very, very good-looking guy. Uh, I would say, because I was always a fan of his, and when Queen were going, I was like, they should really do some stuff with him, and then they did, and then they carried <sighs> on. So I was like, this just made sense to me. But I called oh, yeah. it way before he got with the band. Way before he got with the band. Um, actually, yeah, since they did it, they, they did the thing on his final season, right? Like when he came in second. And, um, yep. They even went on record. I, I forget the, the kid that won, but they said, yeah, we played the song with them both at the same time. And the other kid, obviously a good singer, but we just had this connection with Adam straight away. And I've always thought he was an amazing singer. Don't get me wrong. I mean, at least vocal-wise, because I'm into a lot of like melodic metal in, the, in Europe, and I know a couple of singers that I think would probably perform vocally maybe a bit better, even mm-hmm. as hard as it is to believe. But for the entire package, no way. No way. Yeah, yeah he's fantastic. He I've always been a huge Adam fan. Yeah. Uh, so between, between the flamboyance, his charisma... Um, his appearance, his look, his dress, his connection to the band. You, you don't want to be, forgive me for saying this, you don't want to be like ACDC and just like going through the motions and the movements. And while you might argue 60, 70-year-old men, it might be safest for them to do so. Adam doesn't put that across at all. He just comes out and he's just a firecracker night after night and everything mm-hmm. I've seen from him. But, but yeah, I've got a lot of time for Adam Lambert. I love that guy. Adam's pretty awesome. He's yes, he is. He's, really he's got, cool he's got that, that like Elvis kind of like if you took like that yeah, Elvis that's energy. That's what my mom said. Very interesting. Very interesting point because you said Adam likes kiss girls, which I wasn't aware of, but it doesn't surprise me. I remember yes. an interview from like 2004 where uh, George Michael said, "If I wasn't with my present partner, my boyfriend, I would totally date women because I find them more glamorous." It is say. Uh, more than date, but you know, like physically, it might still be a bar- barrier. But he still found, appreciated women's beauty, their glamour, uh, how attractive and beautiful they were. So yeah, uh, I totally appreciate what he there are. There are lots of lots of gay men that find women attractive, and I know people are like, "What?" And I'm like, I have so many gay male friends, and I was talking to one of them the other day, and he's like, "Can you not use a sexy voice? Because you're going to give me a hard on." I'm like, "I'm not even using the sexy voice. I'm not even using the big daddy voice." So oh my gosh. it's not that, you know, <laughs> he's like, stop it. I'm like, I'm not doing it on purpose. I swear to God. I, I have three gay husbands. What can I say? I just, for some men, gay, gay means, yeah, I do have three gay husbands. For some men, gay means they don't like women. And for some <laughs> men, gay means that romantically they are in love with men and therefore they identify as gay. Okay, but physically? No, not always physically. I, I mean, I, um, I don't want to tell any tales, but, <laughs> you know, I, I, I do know um, some gay couples that still have outside sex with women. That is very interesting. Um, and I know another what? gay couple that he's actually, one of them's bi and has had a girlfriend 
like a longtime girlfriend and stuff before, but he identifies as gay again because of the partner they've been together like almost a decade. So yeah. You say the uh, the couple who still have outside um, um, physical relations with women, they still identify as gay emotively, but not physically. Yes. But as, okay, all right. But in general, uh, most people don't ask like the difference between the emotive and the physical. So, like yeah. the the pat answer would be yes, I identify as gay. But yes, there yes. are those there, there are those levels there. Um, even though I identify as pan, I'm more drawn to men. Um, yeah. My joke is there's a, there's you know a, a gay black man locked inside me. Um, and that's, and that's why I'm curvy because just the attitude and, and and stuff that I have and the things that I do and um one of my friends after reading the scene goes you really do have a gay man locked inside you don't you I'm like see I told you <laughs> just I can get inside that. that thought process when I'm writing but that makes you a very well-rounded person <laughs> <laughs> if you can lock, lock a gay black man's sexuality as well as your own as a pansexual you white go. woman that's right. I love it. Well, you know, I have to do something with all those personalities that are running around in there. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. But it gives you uh, for a wide reading base. So don't. Yeah, uh, actually, don't yeah, I have, I have a lot of different uh, characters. I write, um, I, I write straight and, and I write all up and down the rainbow and everywhere in between. And yeah. I love it. Can't I think wait to, can't wait to be featured. Yeah, Can't I know. To be featured as the main protagonist in a story like that with someone with those um, uh, with those writing abilities. So um, take it away, girl. I I will. And and now that I know your Polly, I can make the characters Polly. I like writing Polly. It's one of my favorite things to write. But yeah, I'm not that- it's good. I, I think it's good in the realm of especially fiction to have less barriers. Question the barriers, but don't have them. Right, both. right. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. But believe it or not, we only have like four minutes left. This has been a lot of fun. Oh, shit. It's been so ninety we minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. What shall we finish it's... off with for now? <laughs> hmm. Bad brain. Bad brain. Is there anything that you would like? <laughs> To tell us about anything you'd like to advertise. Uh, no, it's it's your time. Any places you really want to send anything. people? Yeah, if you have oh, no, no, no. well, it, definitely go to Instagram. I will, shame, I will not shamelessly plug my subscription website, but if you want to, you know, I will. get involved a little bit more, I'm very very happy to drop the link. Uh, but check me out on the socials, which is Viking underscore Will underscore on Instagram, and the Twitter is Viking Will eighty five. Uh, there's links attached to both if on the main profile. If you want to get involved in that dark world, be my guest. I'll be happy to have you. Uh, dark. Be, uh, I don't know if that's dark. I think be... it's pretty sexy and rainbowy. And... Oh, sorry. It, 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 is, it, is, it is pretty sexy. It's, it's a straight way rainbow of uh, – it's a kaleidoscope of uh, colors and interactions and just absolute flamboyism that you won't ever see before or will see again. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but you will enjoy yourselves for certain. And if you don't like what you find, it's a little bit tough. But uh, be brave and 
have a stab. I really don't mind you being there. But uh, that's really all I've got for now. Everybody's telling me when you're going to get a calendar. I will speak to James. I'm going to try and sort that out. Because that's a good I idea. never, ever... I, this is the thing. People have been asking me for a calendar. I said, I have never been that, um, should we say... Uh, oh, what's the word? I, I don't like to use the term narcissist because I am literally the opposite of one but I've never been so narcissistic as to want a calendar of myself. But now I realize it might be a smart business move because people, when I say people, I mean, your readers are asking if I've got a calendar or at least some of them. I was like, well, yeah, I'm kind of letting absolutely. you down that I don't it, have a calendar. I didn't, re- I didn't realize one person would ask me for a calendar. So please forgive me. Uh, this is all new to me as well. We I'll can, try and uh, sort that out. So perhaps that's a project that we can work on for 2022. Everybody, another thing you could look forward That'd to be- because um, if Will has a calendar, then you could have him sign it. That'd be very nice. I'll try and keep myself in shape and try to avoid stop. Uh, try avoid looking old between now and 2022. I don't think we're going to have to worry about that, Will. Some of those. I mean, the, um, not that you're in bad shape in in James's pictures, but there's like the the six pack is not there, and that's totally fine. I think that. I think those pictures are perfect. I like the beefier kind of, well, you know, I have a thing about your thighs anyway. So see that. And that woman in Florida said something about him too, because you had shorts on. See, it's not just me. Yeah. Women like bigger guys. I'm very happy to hear it. Just means I can enjoy my food more. Right. Well, not only that, but some of us are Glamazons. I'm 5'11". Oh, that's cool. I said, I've dated probably five women over six foot. And there's a, um, I think she's six, one, six, two. There's a, dominatrix called mistress Amazonia over in vancouver who i'm going to work with at some point if not this year then hopefully early next uh but yeah i uh, said so i'm i'm very very attracted to tall women uh i dated another canadian woman that was six one another girl up six one three that was six foot handful that were five eleven there's just not a lot of tall built guys sadly there's not there's not and i have two cousins that are taller than i am one is Six one, and I think the other one is six two. Feel free to introduce me. Okay. Go away. Sure, come to Florida oh, with that. me. <laughs> That's good. Well, she's a lesbian. I don't know what do good it's going to do you, but I'll introduce it. Uh, well, it wouldn't be the first time I've flipped one. <laughs> well, she hasn't always been a lesbian. She just um, prefers well, to be one right now. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, there yeah. you go. This one wasn't either, but you know, it was high. It was high time for her to go back to her old diet. That's all. Hey, you know, Gene uh, Simmons slept with a nun once, so anything's possible. Jesus Christ, that's, that's probably what BB based her last book, Crucifix book. D- ask BB about Gene. That's all I'm going to say because I don't know like what she wants to say public, but just ask uh, BB about Gene. We've, we've, we've had a lot of conversations about Oh, okay, uh, then you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm a huge fan of his, and, and then she told me that. I'm like, oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. The conversations that we've had uh, surrounding Manowar, Nitro, um, Atheist. I love Manowar. Awesome. Uh, I know. Me too. Me too. Uh, I'm more of an Eric Adams fan than Joe DeMeo, but it was Joe DeMeo she uh, interviewed because I'm a singer and obviously I was a big fan of Eric Adams. Uh, oh, yeah. Not very she's tall, totally into like the rock world. So, yeah. They she interviewed all the rock like stars and I, I interviewed all the people on Broadway like Billy Porter, and Olivia Newton-John and Vanessa Williams. So, there you go. Between the two of us, we know some people. 
Yeah, well, that covers my interests, to be honest. You have a lot of uh, interest, which is one of the things I, I really like about you. Um, I enjoy yeah. being I'm able to have a variety of conversations, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't like to pigeonhole myself. I just expose myself to a lot. Thankfully, I didn't do it publicly, or at least not where you can <laughs> prove it. Damn it. Okay, fine. Uh, everybody, you can go to OnlyFans.com slash VikingWill. Tell him I sent you. Actually, it won't matter if you tell him I sent you or not, but go anyway. Go now. And uh, sign up. <laughs> go right now and sign up. And uh, between BB and I, we will have uh, Will back. And uh, Will is going to be featured in my newsletter. And in the Foxy, Foxy Fanatics all month long. So be sure to pop in for pics. Thank you so much Can't for taking your time out uh, of your evening and um, say hi to the girls for me. Even though you can't say your names, I'm totally cool with that. Tell them uh, I said hello and um, I hope they're having a great day. Thank you so much. I'm sorry that it wasn't later for you guys because I know that you've taken out time out of. Uh, work which really really humbles me and certainly your afternoons I'm sorry it couldn't have been later but much later than uh, I'd be impacting my beauty sleep and we really can't do with having any less than I presently am so I really thank you all for letting <laughs> no me no I still need those visuals time. of you rolling out of the bed in the morning so yes no I have to keep this well, I'll take a video for you and just send you that'll uh, okay. it's worth a thousand words I might hold you to that do it okay You'll have to pay for me, Bonnie. All right. Well, thank you so much. Pleasure. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. You are amazing and uh, gracious, and I really appreciate you being here and and putting up with me fangirling all over you. And uh, I look forward to um, working with you in the future. Right back at you, Boot. Right back at you, beautiful. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Aha. You've already got me that's another conversation we had about frogs and throats, but that's another thing. All right. <laughs> good, good afternoon, <laughs> yeah, everybody. I'm used to saying good night. Good afternoon, everybody. The frog in the throat will be a whole good different night. conversation. Good night. <laughs> we'll bring it up next time. All right. Bye. Take care, gorgeous. Bye. Bye. <laughs>